Alright, so we're going to be in Revelation chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 8 through 11. <coughs> Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. The Bible says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last which was dead and is alive. I know thy works, and tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. So a couple weeks ago, we studied the first letter to the first church of Ephesus. We spent some time on that one when we kind of talked in that church specifically that they had lost their motivation uh, for doing everything they were doing. They were busy, they were doing a lot, but they weren't doing it for the right reasons. They weren't doing it because they loved Jesus. They were doing it for the, for the pride of man, to see themselves uh, kind of in a pharisaical type mentality, if you will. So we studied Ephesus, and if you remember the uh, Ephesus meaning desirable. Today we're going to talk about Smyrna. Smyrna, that name means myrrh. Okay, what's myrrh used for? Sweet incense. Sweet incense. Something to kind of cover up, to, you know, to um, provide a sweet smell. It's often used as one of the burial spices, you know. So in Smyrna, we have some. A little bit different situation than what was going on at Ephesus. Now, Smyrna itself, not that much different really to Ephesus, I don't think, in, in, in population. A little smaller town. Um, it was also a port town on the coast. Very heavily Roman influenced in this town. So the Rome had come in and, of course, the many gods that Rome um, pushes some of those had kind of been taken up by Smyrna. And so there were temples to many of these gods in Smyrna. Uh, so it was very heavily Roman influenced. Um, there was, this was part of a major trade route connecting the Far East with Rome. So when you have these trade routes, you got people coming in and out of these towns all the time. All the time, you know, uh, and so the you know you have these itinerant type of folks that they come into town, they you know, they do their trade, and then they're out. They don't stick around very long, you know. So that in itself can cause some 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 difficulties. Uh, it was known as a center for learning of sciences and medicine, as well as for its magnificent architecture. Uh, 
It's known for home of the heathen temple of Bacchus, the god of wine and revelry. So if you have this trade route, you got these shipments coming in, wine and revelry. They come into town, they just want to, you know, after uh, their travels, they think the way to relax, what, go to the taverns and drink it up, have some fun, and then get back on the boat for another trade. I mean, that's what was going on um, for the most part. So it's not that much difference, uh, but what was going on because of this, remember, because of the heavy Roman influence was a lot of persecution, a lot of persecution. And, you know, we've, we've kind of broached the subject a little bit in previous classes already for going over Revelation on persecution. I did find a survey done in 2017 that found that millions of Americans, including 57% of white evangelical Protestants, say that, quote, there is a lot of discrimination or persecution against Christians in the U.S. Thoughts on that? Persecution. Have you guys... We don't know what persecution is. Fair enough. And that's usually... The, I watched a great podcast and video on this yesterday. The very thing that you say there. Voice of the Martyrs. Voice of the Martyrs. You know, you read uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. You study what persecution really looks like in other countries. And yeah, it's not to that point here. But that's usually the automatic response. When in reality, though, do you... There are things that we are treated differently about because of our faith. And I'll give you an example, uh, and I've mentioned it before. As a matter of fact, it come up again just in the last month at work. Um, the chamber hosts these events called Business After Hours. Once a month, different business hosts it. They get together. Uh, Cherokee Strip did one, so I was like more compelled to go. And I stood off to the side and watched during this event. And the free bar that was over on the side had the longest line for an hour and a half. And that's really the only thing that was going on in this event. And I was talking to one of our other managers and I said, explain to me why every event has to have a free bar. Well, that's just the way we all... Yeah, people will show up that way. Really? Let's not do it one time and see what happens. I bet people still show up just to visit. I, I just struggle with... Well, but what do you think would happen if I went into the boss and said, I think we should not have a bar because as a Christian, it bothers me. Why, at a social event that I feel like I'm compelled to be at, and I have a, a strong Christian reason for not wanting to be around that type of environment. If I'm forced to be there, then I'm going to ask that there be no bar present. What do you think would happen? Depends on your boss. Depends on your boss, but... Well, and that's yeah, probably an empty building. Yeah, I'm going to be seen as a radical. 
don't bother to come. I, said, oh. I was told when I, my time at the PD, that very uh, situation came up, and I told the chief. I said, you know, I don't. He said, why aren't you going to these events? You need to be going to these events because as a public figure, you need to have relationships with these people. And I said, I don't, I don't want to be seen around the alcohol. And he says, well, then understand, you're maxed out where you're going to promote now then. Okay. That's what I was told. And I said, I okay. <laughs> is that persecution? Yes. Yes, oh, yeah, it is. No, I know, yeah. That they're really going through compared to what we are going through at this stage of the game. Yeah, this stage of the game, yes. And I think what's interesting, too, is where do you, are there, there are stages leading up to these things, right? How do you, the worst stage is, is people being killed for their faith, right? No argument there. But how do you get to that stage? You get to that stage by first Deme uh, demonizing these people making them less than than normal or making them an outsider you get you have to do that first before it becomes okay to start killing them do you think the stages of this are increasing where here yeah I absolutely believe that we'll talk about some of those examples but that's what's going on kind of here in Smyrna at a pretty big level. There's a lot of persecution going on. We talked about that in some of our previous classes. And Jesus starts out in verse 9. He says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. He's saying, I know. I, I, remember last week he talked about, I, I, I know thy works. I'm walking amongst the candlesticks. And we studied that a couple of weeks ago. He knows what's going on in his churches. I mean, he, he knows what's going on at Central Baptist Church every day. You know, it can be wonderful. <laughs> but is it every day? I don't intend to speak for him and what his thoughts are. But, you know, he knows the tribulations they're going through. He knows the poverty that they're experiencing. Because they're not being hired for positions and they're having difficulty getting into the trade markets because they're unashamedly saying, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to participate in these uh, idol markets. I'm not going to um, participate in the markets for uh, purchasing these sacrifices that you want me to buy for these idols, I'm not going to do that. So the Roman government's not getting anything from them. We've talked about that being a reason for the persecution. So now they're being ostracized. And I'm sure even to a greater level, many are being even killed for their faith. And can you, I, I, we just can't imagine that. I, I don't even think we can imagine that type of, of uh, fear. You know, and, and I've, I've mentioned this too in, in some of our classes, and I know Pastor has too. He and I have even talked about it. Not after COVID. And after we started coming back, it took a while before people were comfortable coming back. COVID kept people from church. What's going to happen when the fear of death comes on 
that if you show up here, somebody's standing out on the road watching, writing it down because they're going to come to your house tomorrow, knock on the door and go, are you a Christian? You were seen uh, worshiping Jesus on Sunday. Yes, I am. And you're arrested for it. You can be... I know. Yeah, that's when the... Uh, yeah, uh, and, and I don't think any of us can pretend, you know, we could stand here doggedly and say, I know that I'll be good. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I hope, I pray that I would have the strength through Christ to be able to overcome that. I, I do. I pray for that. And I think that's how we approach that. We pray for, for that. You get mistreated for trying to do things and do right. There's a lot of that that goes on, yes. So, you know, we hear Jesus saying, I know thy tribulation. He's saying they were faithful in service and suffering for Christ, enduring persecution and poverty. You notice what he says, too, about the poverty? But thou art rich. Thou art rich. You know, none of us, we live in a very uh, wealthy country. My cupboards are full. Yeah, they're overflowing compared to to many. But compared to what I'm going to have in eternity, that's not much in my cupboard, really. Right? I mean, you, even if you're if you're poor here today and you don't have that and you, you struggle from time to time. This isn't why you're living. You're living for the purposes of eternity, and that's where he's saying, but thou art rich because of what you're going to obtain. But we are just a, a, a very uh, what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of society, and i got to have it right now. Isn't that somewhat why the pilgrims left England? For persecution, they wanted to be able to set, uh, to worship. We're going to talk about that a little bit here uh, in a, in a few. They wanted to worship the way they saw fit, not what the Church of England said they should, or King whoever at the time said that they should. This is the way you're going to worship, and you know that's what uh, the influence of the Roman Catholic Church or the Catholic Church with the English uh, government. And, and we said, no, we want a place where we can worship ourselves. Although, people seem to have forgot about that reason and made up crazy. Well, no, we came here uh, just to take over the indigenous lands. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we came here for free religion. That's why we That's came here. So, Christ says, I know that they're suffering. But what's he also say here? It's interesting. He says, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. Well, now, in Smyrna, there was a pretty heavy Jewish population. But here he's basically giving... Who was it that turned Jesus over to Pilate originally? A brother of his own countrymen, Judas. Judas and the Sanhedrin, this Jewish court, right? So, so to speak. And it wasn't the Jewish faith that did it. It were these 
pharisaical Jews that kind of thought um, Jesus was going to take away their power, their control, so they had to have him crucified and killed. So it wasn't when you say, did the Jews kill Jesus? Well, no, not really. Um, some people who said they were Jews, or let me, let me put it this way, who were um, even born Jewish, but their minds were turned away from even Judaism. It was, they made it into something totally different in this pharisaical sense. What Jesus is saying here in verse 9, he said, there are those that call themselves Jews that aren't Jews. They're speaking blasphemy of my church. Yeah, I mean, they're, they want to say they're Jews, but they, want, they don't want to recognize the Messiah. And Jesus is saying, no, they're, 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 not Jew they're Jewish by heritage only. They're not Jewish by thought, by heart. And Jesus is saying here, and they're, and they're, and they're blaspheming against you. They're telling lies. I mean, you want to talk... In a community, and if you've ever experienced this, have you ever had somebody just, just spread lies about you? Yeah. That's a hard one to put that to take isn't it that's a hard one and you know because relationships are so important to us and when that starts to happen it, it that it, that is hard so they're going through this tribulation they have people that they thought were on their side in a religious sense speaking lies against them and jesus you know, he doesn't pull any punches here. He goes, um, which say there are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Wow. I mean, there's some strong language there. He's saying, you know, they're pretending to be religious and they're speaking lies about you. So all they are is a church of Satan. Think about that for a second. I I don't know how many churches here in Ponca actually preach gospel truth. They haven't been on their websites. Haven't done a you know in that. But if there's a church that isn't, and I'm sure there is, Jesus would say they're a synagogue of Satan. That's strong language. What if you said that on Facebook later? Get a kickback on it. It's but it's truth. Yeah. See, that's where I'm saying, you know, well, we you know, well, First Amendment says I can speak freely whatever my thoughts are. Yeah, try it. Good luck. Right. See what happens. See what happens when you try that. To when you're speaking biblical truth at that point. I will say at this point, too, when I did my studies, a lot of people over history have used this verse as an uh, anti-Semitic uh, uh, validation for persecution against Jews. But that's not what the verse is saying. Remember, they're saying it's Jews by heart, Jews by thought. 
um, not just Jews by heritage. And there's, you know, so it's a different context. But um, if you ever hear that being used for that validation, of course, it's a misrepresentation of Scripture. But any church, synagogue, temple, or cathedral that rejects the deity of Christ or Christ as Savior is technically a satanic religion. Strong words right there, but that's from Jesus saying said that. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it. I didn't come up with that. Jesus did right there in verse nine, and it, it's the truth. It's absolutely truth. We we studied that uh, a couple months back when we were going through First John or one of the one of John's epistles when we talked about that. This and I got this note. This is true regardless of it, the church's morality, juice of the Bible. Or its object of worship. Any religion that denies Christ's deity or salvation by grace is leading men to hell. Well, they but they preach through the same Bible I got. Well, but but they're yeah. It's because you're standing on a stage, talking from Scripture doesn't mean you're you're teaching the doctrine within this book. Well, some of them's not preaching at all. And some of them, they do. They talk good things. Yeah. They talk do good to people. Treat people right. Don't hurt people. And I, I don't have any argument with any of that, right? But they don't preach Jesus is God and that he's the only way to salvation and that baptism by submersion is an example we should follow after being saved. They don't, they don't preach those things. They just preach be good. Treat each other nicely. Or they preach, you know, if you have enough faith, wealth will come your way. And if it hasn't yet, then you don't have enough faith. But see, Richard, when we were first married, we went to two different churches, very faithful. And we went to two different churches in our, and we never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And until we went to a First Baptist church, a friend of ours said, "We'll come to our church." I said, "I just said we're not getting anything out of this." I've church. heard the same thing in this this church here. People have said we came here and we haven't heard this other place. Yeah, so it's not being preached. It's not being preached because you know because there is a mentality now that people don't want to preach. That you have to know hard to be topics, <laughs> you know, because we don't want to offend people. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. Somebody here might be a member in, in, in another church, and when I say that any church that doesn't preach the gospel is a satanic, yeah, oh my goodness, what did he just say? <laughs> won't come next week. Yeah, I won't come next week. Yeah. Holy I smokes. Tell us that, that yeah. this church is too hardcore Bible. Yeah, yeah. we have to. How do you get too cool? <laughs> I was like, oh. Smyrna is one of the two letters <laughs> that are written to the churches that have no corrective mention, the corrective yep. measures that are mentioned about. That's true. Yep, I have that note. Yeah, so when, you know, like when we got, we talked about Ephesus, and he went through Ephesus, and you've lost your love. And he said, "Here's what you need to do." There was a there was a rebuke of what, what they were doing. We're not finding that in this section for Smyrna. We don't find that. We just we see him, you know, mentioning, you know, I know the tribulation you're going through. I know the hard times. 
He's saying, you know, there's others out there and there's others that are persecuting you, but guess what? They're just, they're, they're from Satan. They're from Satan. And, uh, yeah, he's saying, keep doing what you're doing. So we get to verse 10. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. I, that's where he starts off. He's saying, you know, I know you're suffering. I know you're experiencing hard times, but don't fear them. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. He's saying it's going to get hard. If you haven't suffered yet, you soon will. Uh, my, my daughter, she's a PA in uh, Edmond, and they had a patient come in that, that sued them a couple weeks ago. And big mess, made a complaint with the medical board and all this. And she called all upset. And I said, well, I imagine, I don't know this for certain because I didn't work in the medical field. But in law enforcement, there were two kinds of cops. The ones who are being sued and the ones who will soon be sued. <laughs> I imagine it's probably the same in the medical field. There's ones that have been sued and ones that soon will be sued. And yeah. And, and so he's saying here, if you haven't suffered yet, you're going to. Some of you might end up in prison. That ye may be tried. And he's saying others uh, shall have tribulation ten days. That's kind of an interesting uh, study there. Um, he's, this ten days thing, he's saying uh, you might go through some short-term tribulation. It's not going to be, uh, you can't, you're not going to, uh, the readers, I don't believe, thought of that and said, well, if I go through tribulation 10 days on the 11th, I'll be good. No, I think they're saying, he's saying you're going to go through short-term tribulation as well. Um, he's saying, uh, but be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. Be thou faithful amongst all of that. Just keep going. Just keep serving. Do the things that you're doing. He's saying, I know your works. They're good. You're sharing the gospel in a town that's definitely against you. So you're in the perfect place, right? Just keep doing what you're doing. You have the right motives. You don't have the same issue that Ephesus had. You still love me. Just keep, and I know you're suffering, he says, but just keep Keep going. It's not going to get easier. He never offers relief except from eternity here. He never says it's going to, it's not, you know what, it's going to stop at some point. Never, you don't see that. Um, but he says, be thou suffering unto death. Now, I was kind of interested. We got a little bit of time. I was kind of interested yesterday, so I started doing some research of some stories of persecution that actually is going on in America. I was kind of curious. What is going on in the United States in the Christian? So, here's several different little tidbits. Uh, July 2021, a Ninth Circuit reversed a district court decision in the state of Washington. Uh, reversed a law requiring most employers to provide coverage for abortion. If they also offer maternity care coverage to their employees. Penalty for violating the law, including fines and imprisonment. Hmm. So if you're a Christian business owner, 
you're being forced to offer this to your employees. And if you don't, you go to prison. You'd be in prison, imprisoned for your beliefs? Yeah. Yeah, district court ruled against a church on the merits, prompting an appeal. Um, and we were talking earlier about you know the reasons that we founded this country was for religious freedom. Here's a statement from George Washington in 1789. I love this. George Washington said, If I could have entertained the slightest apprehension that the Constitution framed by the Convention, where I had the honor to preside, might possibly endanger the religious rights of any ecclesiastical society, certainly I would never have placed my signature to it. I beg you will be persuaded that no one would be more zealous than myself to establish, to establish effectual barriers against every species of religious persecution. That's pretty strong. I love that. That's that's what our country was built on was those beliefs. And now you can go to prison in Washington if you go against those beliefs. Hospital forcing a Catholic nurse to participate in an abortion. Um, and then there's other instances um, just around the world of, of people in Egypt being uh, literally killed. Um, after uh, giving and uh, getting salvation. Um, and we've heard of the bakers who have been harassed for over a decade, bombarded with requests to make profane cakes and dragged in and out of court simply for trying to run a business as a Christian. A florist eventually forced into retirement because she also refused to compromise on her traditional Christian faith. Uh, commitments and participate in a celebration of sin. Pastors that have said, you know what, I'm not going to do same-sex marriages. When in uh, towns and communities they were basically forced to, uh, many of them have left uh, ministry because of that, as opposed to actually doing it. We, of course, we've all probably recent, recently heard about the coach who was fired for ex exercising his First Amendment right to pray to God in public at a football game, right? Okay. I saw one just recently of a woman who was peacefully praying outside of an abortion clinic and she was arrested. Yeah. But the court actually did, I mean, she wasn't found guilty, but you know, and Yeah. You know, and, and we used to, I used to take that seriously as an officer. You know, in the end, people would say, well, she wasn't found guilty, so no harm. Have you ever been arrested and taken to jail? And lawyer fees. And lawyer fees. And what does that do to your reputation? Just the fact that if one of them walked in here, this hurts, but put you in handcuffs and walked you out and put you in the back of a stinking backseat police car. I guarantee they don't clean those often as they should. And put you in a jail. And then to be found not guilty later on, well, no harm, right? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what law has been, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly that. I mean, lawsuits are a joke anyway, but. Yeah. 
So when I say persecution, you know, in our society, there's persecution going on in ways that, yeah, it doesn't lead to death, but it leads to um, a uh, just a destruction of your reputation to where you can't no longer be a business owner or bankruptcy you can't get a job because well that was that guy on facebook that did this and this and said these were satanic churches and and now nobody will hire him i mean that's persecution because we have a faith that's strong well people don't think about it that a cheap attorney nowadays is 500 bucks an hour yeah all right that means a lawsuit is thirty thousand to forty thousand dollars a month easily. Yep. And they last two and a half to three years. How many of you could stand up to that? Does anybody remember the name Robert Bork? Yes. And I, when I was studying, I came across his name, and I was like, "Yes." Uh, Reagan nominee to the Supreme Court in the eighties. I've actually read books written by Robert Bork. This guy was a phenomenal legal mind. Phenomenal legal mind. But he was, he was a Christian. And he was asked in a Senate hearing if he thought homosexuality was a sin. And he tactfully answered and said, you know what, there's a lot of sins out there. Sins I commit every day, and there's a lot of sins uh, that people have, and so this is one sin amongst numerous sins. Um, I have a strong uh, religious view on this, but I would never let it cloud my judgment uh, within the court. Pretty good answer. That was enough. Kept him from seat, uh, being seated on the Supreme Court. That one answer. And Robert Bork at the time was, I mean, and still, if you read his stuff, he's a brilliant man. Uh, but I remember reading about him in, in the late 80s, and I, I was even a young kid, but I was like, wow, this guy's this is cool, but how, how sad that you could... What happened when Amy Coney Barrett sat on the Supreme Court trying to get on the Supreme Court? What was she put through on her Christian faith? I mean, these are persecutions. These are, you know, you, you're being you're being treated differently because of your faith. That's persecution. So while Smyrna, we have them. They're doing the. Th I think this is a good example. You know, Ephesus. I, I tied that back to us. Let's not lose focus on what, why we're doing what we're doing. Smyrna. How can we relate? It's going to get harder. Some of us are going to be persecuted. Some of you will be persecuted and treated differently. Lose your jobs. Lose friends. Lose status. When those things in our society are important. And it's going to feel like you've lost everything. All because you take a strong belief in Scripture and in faith in Christ. And you're going to be treated differently. But what's Jesus say? Fear not of those things 
which thou shalt suffer. Just fear not. It's hard. I, I mean, you say this and you're thinking, yeah, sure, fear not. You know, tied to a stake and burned or something. Fear not. But there were other martyrs have gone before. Other people have been persecuted worse than we have. And, and we can do uh, that. I mean, our, our God was crucified for no reason. So we can go through a little bit, right? Right. So as we finish up on Smyrna, just fear not. It's not going to get any better. As we continue this book, we're going to see that, right? But uh, just fear not. Because we have a greater reward coming um, <laughs> once we reach eternity. You able to release us in prayer, Ken? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Thank you. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, is always such a blessing to be in your house.